0: <laughs> back.
1: Pod. Here it is, Thursday, May 19, 2022, here! <sighs> there's a dog in the background, Two, and the lawnmower, actually. actually, these fucking lawnmowers this time of year, I record early in the morning with Anthony, there's a lawnmower going, I record late at night with the fucking, this asshole, there's a lawnmower going, every fucking day, lawnmowers, 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 lawnmowers! To be fair, I can't hear it. Yeah, f- fuck. because you're dumb. <laughs> Hi, Noah. How are you? It's your 14th birthday today. Way to go.
0: Or 22nd, but thank you. <sighs> I'm good.
1: Your birthday will forever be synonymous with the date Nick Sealer signed his extension with the Flyers.
0: A, from 124 to another.
1: People melted down about this one. I don't know if you heard. I They're I very angry that. that a seventh defenseman signed for league minimum.
0: I does it surprise you though?
1: Nothing surprises me anymore. It's every the fucking problem.
0: Every little move or transaction or whatever you want to call this, every every fan seems to either hate it or love it, and I mean I don't think there's really anything to say about this other than, okay. He shouldn't even be in the world.
1: NHL to begin with. He probably won't be next year. If everyone was healthy uh, this year, he wouldn't have been.
0: Yeah, I mean, in best case scenario, he's, what, an eighth defenseman? He's in the press box just so that like someone like Igor Zamula or Ronnie Adar uh, aren't sitting in the press box and instead are actually playing
1: yeah they want them to sit in the press box so they feel better about themselves it's one of those morgan frost even if it's not great for morgan frost he needs to be here so we feel better about ourselves just fuck (laughs) off
0: he can feel the energy of the ice while in the press box don't you understand He can look at the empty
1: wells fargo center that nobody's in there paying to see them because they fucking absolutely suck
0: you know i'm pretty sure the wells fargo is just as packed tonight as it was any Flyers game this season. It's pretty
1: damn close. Far closer than it should be.
0: Yeah, it it's sad, but totally understandable. I mean, why, why would anyone want to come watch this product with no direction at all?
1: My well, God, a direction. They're going to be competitive next year. Haven't you heard?
0: Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, you're right. Dave Scott saying that we're doing an aggressive retool. They and have M- Nick and Adam that. Ginning. What more could you fucking want? You're right. I mean... Here in Flyerland, we are thriving.
1: we we. Adam has spot. to be the first prospect that people actively hate, right?
0: Yeah. I was really surprised. Like, I don't think I saw any. I think the most positive reaction I saw to that was, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone like, fucking hated. I'm like, that may be the first
1: prospect since the beginning of the hexteller that people actively hated. So, yeah. well done. People are finally learning their lesson, I guess. It's only been a fucking decade, but uh
0: <laughs> I don't know. Enough. Whatever. I mean, I get let's I guess just see what he can do. I don't expect much from him. Uh maybe at most uh, a scra- healthy scratch. Most games during in the NHL, probably he's like an AHL guy who can man like He's the a lot top smaller than I remember
1: AHL. him being. He's only listed at 6'3" 192 wasn't he supposed to be like sam rand's replacement at one point i
0: i thought he was supposed to be taught like six yeah. five or something yeah i remember him being i remember that being one of the big draws about him hmm. did he so. shrink they put him in the uh dry for too long
1: <laughs> he was too good at his diet and he shrunk you're right you gotta eat your carrots kids it makes you taller so i've heard
0: doesn't care don't carrots improve your eyesight shut up no you're wearing glasses you don't know about eyesight to be fair, I don't eat carrots. <laughs> well, there you go.
1: <laughs> I sense the correlation. But, I mean,
0: it's, it was really weird seeing. How are you wearing like a hockey said, jersey, by the way? I'm sweating my fucking ass off in this studio. I have the, the Arizona in the basement is always cold. Mm,
1: lucky you. It's Holy nice. fuck. I didn't think it'd be, it would be, wasn't that hot today. I wasn't expecting it to be so goddamn hot in here. I'm sweating my ass off.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty nice most of the day. And then, like two hours ago it just got and really the sun hot came out <laughs> i mean like uh looking looking at like uh, uh of course also tomorrow uh the flyers are supposed to be talking with uh barry trotz which everyone can finally stop like saying Fly- why are the flyers oh, interviewing God, anymore? that's
1: another thing this is just i cannot take the overreactions to nothing of Flyers Twitter anymore. When Flyers Twitter is so negative that I'm like, I've had enough, <laughs> Like something's wrong. You know, when Dan the Flyer fan, negative Dan <laughs> is ready to check the fuck out and never come back, like something's wrong. And yeah, this Barry yeah. Trotz thing, I, I just don't, they wanted, people are mad that they didn't hire somebody after they got rid of Yao, that yeah. they didn't immediately name the next coach. But if they did, if they named, if they hired whoever, Rick Tockett, the day they fired you out, and then Trotz became available a week later, what would the reaction have been? Melted oh my God, Chuck Fletcher meltdown. picked his guy too quick. He didn't wait and see the options, blah, blah, blah. And so he waits and sees his option, trots becomes available, and everyone gives the fuck up before the Flyers even schedule an appointment with him. <laughs> you know, but schedule yeah, a meeting. I mean, now they have a meeting with him, and it's like, see, if you just fucking waited an extra two days, you would have fucking known,
0: you know? Who the fuck that... It- that a guy doesn't want to interview immediately after he gets fired. <laughs> like <Yeah>. let's <laughs> take a trip <laughs> to the beach first, but <laughs> let, let the guy live like geez, And I mean, obviously it's a great, great sign that he would even talk to the flyers. I don't, I've seen a lot of things about whether or not like Philly is like a destination for, I mean, obviously the on ice product is not attracting much at all. Um, I, in the fifth overall pick, is some has some sort of attraction i'm i'm sure um that's the overall pick will I'm, not
1: see ice time before this current coach is fired
0: probably not guaranteed because <laughs> i'm get i'm sure that by like week two of the season whoever the coach is everyone's, everyone's gonna turn like, on. fire him. everyone everyone. Fire him.
1: everyone that's the whole fucking this is my thing with philadelphia sports entirely it happens in every sport you know, fire yeah. Gabe Kepler. All right, they did. Well, we brought on Joe and Everybody fucking hates him. People wanted Nick Sirianni fired before like week six. You know, Doc Rivers, Rivers. holy like fuck, that guy is going to be burned at the goddamn stake one day. Because fire Brett Brown. Well, they finally did that after all these years of bitching about it. Oh, God. I just can't take the constant wanting to fire coaches and general managers. And I just, I can't it's, take it anymore.
0: And the problem is, I I don't know if it was you maybe who put it out or there. Or someone did. And it. Like they always want to fire the coach or head man or a general manager, but then who's gonna take over? Like, yeah, want to fire act, him with no, no
1: plan. Yeah, we got to fire yeah. Chuck Fletcher. And it's like, all right, listen, I'm not even against getting rid of Fletcher at this point, but replacing him with a rookie GM in Danny Briere, who's still being, you know, under the scrutiny of Puppet Master Dave Scott doesn't seem like a great plan. And I said this when AV got fired. You can fire AV, what happens? But what's the plan afterward? And turns out, there was no fucking plan afterwards. They just rode out Mike Yacht for the rest of the year, fired him, and now we're sitting there going, well, what the fuck is next? There's no plan. It's not like Steve Eisman is waiting in the wings. It's not like Jim Rutherford (laughs) is waiting in the wings. No, you got a rookie GM, Danny Briere, with very little experience overall. And listen, I don't want to shit on Danny Briere. Uh, You know, I don't want to count him out before he even gets a job, but like... What is so appealing about putting him in that role, other than we can get rid of Chuck Fletcher?
0: You know exactly. <laughs> that is the that's my biggest pet peeve about Flyers Twitter over the past like year is Briere and Fedotov. They've immediately like crowned them as like mm-hmm. the saving graces to this franchise. It's like I'm not going to say they're not because I mean, like you said, Danny Briere hasn't been a GM at all in the NHL. He's been uh the what, the special what's his position? Special, special assistant
1: to the GM, GM, I believe is his current title, yeah.
0: And he's been that for like what, three, four months?
1: Something like that.
0: So like what experience does he have with that at the NHL level. And
1: everything he learned was from Paul Holmgren and Chuck Fletcher. So it's exactly. not like <laughs> if you hate those two, what the fuck are we cheering for Breer for?
0: And I mean not to say he's not gonna be a good general manager. I mean maybe anytime you he will be, but yeah, you, there's no track record there exactly and i'm sure like i'm sure that you don't become a, a top three finalist for montreal's gm just for being a dude who can speak french <laughs> being bilingual <laughs> i mean that's definitely high up on their uh on their prerequisite but uh but still you gotta have some sort of hockey sense but like he hasn't done anything yet he's barely been in the nhl in the role he's been in like there and, and like you said like He's learning from Paul Holmgren and Chuck Fletcher. He's still going to have Dave Scott there pulling the strings. The only difference is it's a different face to yell at. Mm-hmm. And then with Fedotov, like I'm not against him being the backup this seat, uh, the next year. Like, I I think it's better than I think having in-house solution for backup is better than going out and paying a veteran $2 million at yeah. least.
1: We don't need fucking Uh, Thomas Grace here for $3 million next year.
0: Yeah, no, we don't need that. I'm perfectly fine. If they want to bring back 45 year old
1: Yaroslav (laughs) Halak or something like that,
0: they're bringing Ben Bishop out of retirement. Yeah. (laughs) He'll do it. But, like, I, all these people are like, I might trade, like, I've seen people saying we can trade Carter Hart now because we have Ivan Fedotov. It's like, what?
1: Maybe let's (laughs) let him, like, play a game before we, uh, Let's
0: let him go on to maybe North next American summer ice. we can
1: trade Hart for for you know whoever the fuck Leon Dreisidel. but let's see if Fedotov pans out for because people said the exact same thing about Sam Erson last year. He's gonna come yes. over and he's gonna usurp Martin Jones before the end of the season and that never happened. That never came close to happening. Yes, you
0: know? I mean, the the closest person to taking over the backing role was uh Felix Sandstrom, and to be completely honest he was kind of fucked over with like not being given a spot at the end of the season and i mean it seems like the writing writings on the wall he's probably not going to be here next year um knock on some wood noah (laughs) he's a ufa isn't he yes so he probably doesn't come back if he because i'm sure fed didn't chuck fletcher kind of like imply or explicitly state that Fedotov is their plan to be the backup next season it
1: sounds like for now he's soft penciled in as the backup yes and then his transition to North American ice through the preseason will ultimately determine what his role is there um but yeah what they do with Jones and Sandstrom is going to be interesting they really dicked yeah. over Sandstrom I, I, the way they handled him at the end of the season, I would think he's not coming back. Now Anthony has yeah. reported that they're at least interested, which is good. But I can't like, I don't know. That seems like a, hey Sanstrom, I know we fucked you over the last two months of the season, but you want to come back and play in the <laughs> AHL again? Yeah, no.
0: It's like a piece of relationship. Honey,
1: please don't go. Yeah, that's it, I love that's you. not
0: great. I mean, the one, the one uh, positive if Sandstrom does come back is. Uh, Sandstrom did show that he did. He did play pretty decent in the NHL this past year. He was very good, especially all things behind, considered. Yes. Especially behind the team we had this year, and the Phantoms like, and
1: Flyers, his numbers were fine.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, it, and I mean, looking at Ivan Fedotov as well. If he's good, that's great. He had a great. nine
1: ten save percentage in five games.
0: Fedotov, Santrum. Sand- oh yeah, yeah. Which is not yeah, he, that bad, <laughs> considering. <laughs> I that's higher than Hart's. Yeah. Granted, Hart played a lot more games than he did behind this team, but still, like that, that's not awful numbers to have. And, I mean, we everyone's been talking about like competition. Ivan Fedotov uh, bringing in some competition with Hart eventually for that starting role, if Fedotov really does become what hey, a I lot of people are for him to do competition is not going to be bad at all for Carter Hart. I
1: hope that's the case. I hope that's what happens, but I'm not counting on that happening before uh, we see Sandstrom play a goddamn game in North America.
0: That's all. Exactly. I it mean,
1: fucking December it, rolls around and he's pushing Hart and great. You know, he's in the NHL. He's going to take over. He's the guy for the next 15 years. Awesome. But you know, let's, uh, let's
0: wait. Let's, let's do a little bit of waiting time before we, yeah. uh, you
1: know,
0: and I mean, a si what is he, six eight? 6'8", six eight, Something right? Something like
1: that. Six seven, six, six eight. Yeah.
0: I it, he's a gangly guy too, because he's like he's he's not that heavy for a guy who's six eight, six seven. I've and even in like the pictures, he looks pretty uh pretty skinny. So I mean like I that that's really it that looks really good for a goalie, especially when you look at like how he's Ben Bishop to that
1: did six seven, two oh five right now. That's not the which is n- not very heavy <laughs> for no. how tall he is. No.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, he can definitely, if he puts on some pounds, that's definitely a really good thing. And if he was I a mean... defenseman,
1: I would fucking love him. <laughs> Bishop was six seven two fifteen. Yeah. He looks just like Ivan Fedotov. Holy
0: shit. Bishop does. Yeah. Hmm. Bishop 2.0, I guess. <laughs> um, and I mean, it, it's really having that tall of a goalie is really, uh, really enticing. Cause I mean, like, Hey, he's big. You want the your more human. You big. can fit in front of the crease, the better. Exactly. And I mean, I, there is no, like I said, there's no bad thing with competition at all at the goaltending position. Because if you have two great goalies, you what you just trade one away and uh, and you get stuff to help other parts of the roster. If one, if one doesn't turn out to be better than the other one, then. Okay. Then you have what a solid backup. Then probably like there's really no losing in this situation by having Fedotov either be the start in the AHL or backup in the NHL and then see how, see how that competition could elevate Hart or maybe not. And if it elevates Hart to the point where he's better and then Sanstra uh I'm not San uh, Fedotov becomes some pretty good uh probably looks really enticing to a lot of other GMs who are looking for like that Russian goalie who uh who did really well in the KHL and won a Gagarin Cup and is tall. I mean we've seen We've seen how good it is for uh, Shesterkin and Sorokin, and Samsonov's been okay, probably the weakest of those three, but he's still able to be a, a solid uh, a solid starter when he's really on his game. So Ivan Fedotov definitely has some interest. And
1: you still got Urson to, waiting in the wings inter- as well, who's got a pretty good exactly. ceiling. Nice so.
0: I don't think it's a bad thing to keep all three here for at least, at least this season. The, at the very least, I
1: would get rid of Jones. I would sign oh, yeah, sonstrom and then go, Hart, sonstrom or Fedotov, whichever one wins. Then you go to the AHL and you go, Fedotov and Urson or sonstrom and Urson, whoever makes that uh, makes that role.
0: Yeah, that I think that would have a solid that would have a solid um pipeline for goalies. If what if Carter Hart or Fedotov. Uh, gets hurt in the season, then you have or if Sandstrom, then you have Fedotov or Sandstrom down in the AHL who can jump right up there and and most likely both of them are going to be at least if they able lose to. Sandstrom,
1: they're just going to sign some random AHL guy, right? Fucking yeah. an Alex Lyon or Jeff Brubee, the worst
0: fucking goaltender I've ever JF seen. Jeff Brubee. I was like, thinking, Oh, we're going to sign Jeff Brubee 2.0. <sighs> If they bring back uh, – if they were to bring back Alex Lyon, I'd like, quit. that would
1: be – That's it. Game <laughs> over. Dan the Flyer fan's out. I retire.
0: <laughs> Dan the Flyer fan is done.
1: Speaking of retiring, I almost threw in the towel last night. I put out a tweet that the Flyers should acquire Sidney Crosby for the rights to J. O'Brien and Maxim Shushko. And somebody goes, <laughs> no, they can't trade Jay O'Brien. He's going to be a star.
0: Oh, my God.
1: You can't trade – J. O'Brien for Sydney Crosby because J. O'Brien is going to... I'm getting angry just saying those. That was it. I almost deactivated what? Twitter and shut down the what? website and moved to Boca. That was it. I was done with this fucking...
0: <laughs> I would buy Twitter just to delete that person's profile. Jesus Christ. I, I don't think I've seen anyone in years defend J. O'Brien at all.
1: Except Bill Meltzer. He's still riding his dick. But other than that, fucking
0: nobody. I mean, like, who in their right mind is saying, oh, that Jay O'Brien kid? He's, oh, yeah. I mean, what? He's, didn't he drop out of, didn't he stop playing juniors to go to a worse league? And then he went to NCAA?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: So I'm pretty sure he's in the NCAA right now. I remember he went to like. Brian. British Columbia Junior Major Hockey League or something like that. Stupid face. Oh man, that would that pick infuriated me the moment Ron Hextall said his name.
1: He was in the USHL, went to Providence College. Basically, was riding the bench. Went to BCHL the following year, or whatever the fuck that is. And then he went back to Boston University for the last three seasons. That's two seasons, and he'll be there again this year.
0: You're right. That's the star in the making, Dan. Be prepared. Oh, yeah. Be prepared.
1: He's a tall draft pick after
0: all, so. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, how do you say that with a straight face? Like, that guy has to be a troll. This is I one of the know. guys
1: that loves everything about the Flyers. So you know, Uh-oh. Travis Connect is the greatest of all time. Shit like that. This is one of those guys. Oh, and... my God. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's yeah. why
1: he said it. Now that I was at that, <laughs> I, I don't want to trade Jay O'Brien for Sidney Crosby because fucking Jay O'Brien may be a star for Sidney Crosby, the fucking greatest player of all time.
0: <laughs> God, I mean, how do you not do that? How do you say anything besides? I don't think the penguins even Crosby say, at
1: like 40 years old would fucking I would still take him over Jay O'Brien Crosby in 100
0: sake. years over Crosby at like 160 and at, at 160 years old I would take him over Jay O'Brien unbelievable like what I don't know I, I can't I can't talk about that
1: anymore they've been cutting their grass <laughs> for like two hours now. I'm gonna go out and fucking <laughs> stupid neighbors God
0: that's the one drawback about uh about suburban. Yeah, I know I have to find a
1: goddamn studio for summer times for this show or something.
0: Yeah, that's probably be best. One without a window.
1: Yeah. In the fucking city. With no fucking grass to cut.
0: <laughs> um looking at so I mean I there's been a with with uh, the low ball offer that Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang both got from the Penguins, I've been seeing stuff about if the flyers should go after either of them. I know, I saw your thing.
1: Oh, people mean, were fucking angry at me for suggesting that.
0: Oh, oh. First oh, time in a, a long time,
1: I just had straight vial in my fucking yeah, mentions. I,
0: I saw that, I'm like, Whew. Dan, like, I know, Dan, you had to write this, but what the fuck is this, Dan? Uh, I mean, like... I do it. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but like... I'm not... I'm not at the point where I'm like. Yes. I'd sign
1: Malkin for two years rather than Nazim Kadri for six or seven.
0: Okay, yeah, I would rather do that. I would a hundred percent rather do that because Malkin's probably going to get less money than Kadri I can't see anyone paying a thirty-five-year-old Malkin who hasn't played. Who hasn't played a full season since he was twenty-two? By the way. Yeah, it's been a long time. Like he and he's cracked seventy-plus games. Like, I think two times since then two like or it, it wasn't times. a lot He had 78 yeah. games
1: in like 1718 or something like that but beyond that it's it's pretty beyond much that it's
0: like it's yeah. in the 60s or or less So i mean yeah. like you're not you're not getting prime Malkin even with the injury troubles like you're you're getting a 35 he's still a point like, per game guy though he is he is still he's a point gonna be per the game peter guy. forsberg
1: this generation he's not gonna play all the time but when he does he's gonna be very good
0: he's gonna be really good i like if he, if, if for some reason he comes to the Flyers, which I have every reason to believe he wouldn't, Let a considering, dream, uh... I know, but, but if he comes to the Flyers, he's, he's instantly the Flyers best player by a
1: f- wide yeah. margin, yes. by
0: a wide margin. Unless if he gets a career ending injury or <laughs> oh, really no regresses, luck. yeah. Which, yeah, it would be our. If we got Malkin, that would Steps be our. Steps on lock.
1: training camp and shatters his ankle and he's done forever.
0: That would 100% be what would happen. Mm hmm. Uh, but, like, unless if something like that happens, he's instantly our best player. Like, like you said, by a wide margin. And.
1: Malkin and Sean Katori on the same team.
0: <laughs> and then, oh my god, that those three centers of injured almost half the year injured about at least a quarter of the year and injured like at least a third of the year all down the middle
1: yeah all 30 30 year old overpaid fucking centers
0: (laughs) all of them are gonna get injury histories injury histories oh man beautiful
1: (laughs) i'd do it just for the fucking chaos why not (laughs) just
0: for the lulls yeah i mean what really
1: do you have to lose at this point
0: is this really nothing if it doesn't work out what we sh- we shit the bed and we get potentially yeah. a top three pick and get a good chance at Connor Bedard. Oh, no, that's awful. Yeah, you may as well. Don't
1: fucking don't. shoot for the moon
0: right now. Who cares? That's my that's my whole going into next season. I guess I should preface this with saying I think the Flyers should completely shit the bed next year. I don't think they should make any move any like trades to, like help them really now. Because there's no real point to doing that right now. They're not going to be competitive next year. Um, but they could be. And they that's could. the thing, like, you're going to make moves this
1: year and you're going to be competitive. And you're going to get the organization back on track and in the right direction. Or you're going to make moves and shit the bed and you're fucking right back where you started from in the first place. So it doesn't really matter. Like, it's a win-win that situation, right? Yeah, I mean, like, either we...
0: Yeah, like If you, you said, fucking like, run it
1: back with the same roster again, like, first of all, I'm going to fucking quit. But, like, I don't know. Uh, just give me something different. Lose with different players. I said this yeah. morning, I would cl- I would write this in a fucking legal contract. I would patiently sit through 10 years of rebuilding as long as I never have to watch JVR or Travis Connecty play hockey again.
0: Like, honestly, I if we got rid of JVR and Travis Konechny and, like, I don't know, so, like, one of Sandheimer Proveroff for, like, some picks like and stuff like, that, or, like some prospects like i'm not completely opposed to that if we can get good deals for them like and i mean i'm not 100 percent opposed to trading the fifth overall pick too if we get a good if we get a good trade then then yeah you you trade the pick but like
1: i, I don't think, think they're gonna do that but it wouldn't surprise think, me if they do it either
0: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they did it but i i think they're gonna pick and i mean I like all the prospects at, that are probably going to be there at five. Because most likely we're going to get a choice of one of David Yerichek, uh Simon Nemitz, or Matthew Savoie. And realistically, they all have really good potential.
1: Until they show up to Philadelphia and they'll shit the bed and they'll be the next Joe yeah. yeah. Bryan. You're right. But Joe yeah. Bryan's yeah. going to be a
0: star, so what the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. I also, like, I know that Manny had talked about this before. I don't. I hate the fans who are like, "We can't draft high because of Nolan Patrick." Look what happened with Nolan Patrick. It's like
1: that is wild that we want to rebuild, but we're simultaneously afraid to fucking draft high.
0: We don't. We wanted. We don't want to trade away. What happens if they did land the first overall
1: players. pick next year? Then what?
0: Oh, we can't do it. But like, I'm just wondering, like, what is like. Worst case scenario, yeah, we get fucked over by, for not making a good pick, and you, which sucks, but, like, I mean.
1: If there's one thing Fletcher and Flair have done right throughout their entire fucking tenure together, both in it's Philadelphia it. and in Minnesota, it's hitting a home run on their first-round pick.
0: Exactly. Even, like, even somewhere in the later rounds, I mean, like, of course, Kuro Kaprizov is, like, the big one. That They've been much better in their later drafted.
1: rounds in Philadelphia than they have in Minnesota. Their Minnesota track record was
0: piss poor outside the first yeah. round. But
1: ever since they yeah. got here, like, they are drafting better in the later rounds.
0: They but are. Their first I, rounds I, were
1: always a hit.
0: Yeah, they all—I mean, maybe they weren't, like, top-of-the-line superstars, but they were good players. They were, like, really good players, like, uh, like Brodine, Spurgeon, those types of players. I mean, I've been— I've been pretty happy with most of their drafting this year. I mean, I uh since they come to Philly. I think maybe the the one draft pick I'm the most worried about is Tuamala, but like he also just got drafted, so like what am I looking for? That's what I'm looking
1: for. Jesus. I write a lot about Chuck Fletcher. Uh Nick Letty, Mikhail Grondland, and Jason Zucker in that draft as well. Uh Giannis Brodine, And Nick Sealer. Ooh. Flyers legend Excelsior Matt Dumba uh, I don't think anybody else in the draft team made the NHL but uh 2013 was a bit of a miss. They had Gustav Olavsson, I'm not sure that it is, Curtis Gabriel, Carson Halsey. Uh 14 was Alex Tuck and Capo Kakinen. Sure. 2015 was Joel Eriksson Ek, Jordan Greenway and Kroil Kaprizov. It's not bad. Luke Coonan yeah. 2016, I believe, Duami, Duhami, Duhayami, what the fuck, is it, Brandon, whatever is the fuck his name is. I don't fucking know, clearly. <laughs> he was in this draft as well. Uh, 2017, uh, I don't recognize any of those guys yet, but yeah, so he's uh, very good in his uh, first round picks.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like. I mean, wasn't Connor mcclellan Connor McClellan's been good. He was a late-round pick, wasn't he? Isn't he
1: riding shotgun with Savoy right now?
0: I think he is. One of the is. fucking
1: players in the draft, anyway. I don't
0: remember Yeah, one, I, but... I'm pretty sure, because I think—I think, I think McClellan's on the Winnipeg ice, and I know that's Savoy's Connor, team. Mc McClellan. The best Connor. C-Cle- the Connor, the best Connor How the fuck
1: do you spell fucking McClellan? McClellan. Alright, I, I got it. McClendon. I got there shut up. I got there easy. It he is McClennan. Whatever. Fuck it, no wonder I can't find his name. There he is. <laughs> he's with the Winnipeg Ice.
0: So yeah, he is with uh He is with Matthew Savoie.
1: They were much better than with the Kootenai Ice, by the way. Fuckers. What
0: was Winnipeg's uh junior team before then?
1: <laughs> that lawnmower is just idling out there. I'm gonna go I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brotherly pod the one where dan loses his fucking shit <laughs> on, on All right. his punch
1: up my neighbor for cutting the goddamn grass for six hours in a row
0: it's 8 p.m they've been doing this since like six what the fuck hell? off who mows their lawn at 8
1: p.m matthew savoy and connor geeky are both on uh
0: winnipeg I... connor geeky is good too he's tall <laughs> dan likes that in a man
1: you're goddamn right. Six four two oh
0: five.
1: <laughs> my kind of well, guy. he was
0: a couple more inches taller, then that's, ooh, prime real estate for Dan there.
1: If they can get a tall center and have them actually be good at hockey, we have a new boom period in Philadelphia Flyers hockey.
0: You know, that's the one problem with Savoy is he's, like, what, 5'9", I think he is?
1: Savoy's low down
0: yeah. He's he's not very tall. check and uh, Nemitz are both, like, I think Nemitz is six one and Nirochek is six three, and they're about the same weight. I I'm pretty sure like uh, about like one eighty something. Savoy's 5'9",
1: 179, which is heavier than I thought he would be, but
0: yeah, that's that's, that's... sturdy
1: for five nine.
0: Yeah, so I mean, at least he's not like frail. So, but I think I think we're gonna get assuming that we don't trade away the pick. I think we're gonna make a good pick. At five. And then That'd couple a that, that was
1: Seemingly was good impossible. pick now, and then in five years it'll be a fucking disaster. It'll be the only person that doesn't turn into an all star in this round. Yeah. Kale McCarr will be drafted right after him, and we'll fucking hate ourselves. While we're still watching the team lose and sit in last place, we're in a tank for Berdard. But no, that'll never happen. We'll, we'll finish dead last next year, but draft like six or something like that because the lottery fucked him <laughs> over.
0: And the first. Completely breaking the rules, the Flyers are drafting 32nd overall. <laughs>
1: How? Every team jumped him in the draft.
0: We're giving every team a possibility at the first overall pick. It'll be a snake draft.
1: I mean, they may as well do it. The problem is it be fucking rigged every year for Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh won again for the 15th year in a row. Who could have thunk? Wow. They're doing so good. <sighs> I mean, like, the. I, I do think that they definitely should try it. I, I think they should get draft capital or, like, prospects for guys like – especially for our wingers. We have a plethora of wingers who You've got are You've three just
1: teams like, worth of wingers right now. Yeah, we've None of which are of caliber. NHL caliber.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, I think Joel Fairby's the one winger that has – the potential to be a good top-line guy, and that's if he can get back on track to where he And if you to give him a competent center to work with. If you give him a good center, a good center that's going to be there all year, not that Sean Couturier or Kevin Hayes, who's out for like half the year at yeah. least. Like I Sean think Couturier,
1: he, offensive dynamo, Sean Couturier. I, that's the one You know who dragged the most happen. out of Farabee? I have Kenny Malkin.
0: Danny Malcolm would probably do wonders with Joel Farabee. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of other centers would do, would get more out of Joel Farabee. <laughs> Everybody else besides Joel what the Flyers fair. have. Everyone that's not a Flyer center would get the most out of Joel Farabee. That's probably true. I mean, him and uh him and uh Cam Atkinson did pretty well. I mean, obviously Cam Atkinson isn't a center, but like those two together on the wing were pretty good for some good stretches of the year. Yeah.
1: That was the most successful line they had.
0: Yeah. Those two and
1: fucking Derek Broussard of all people.
0: Yeah. And I was really surprised that, like, I really wanted every uh, pending UFA on the Flyers to just be traded at the deadline. I wanted, I wanted Martin Jones gone as well. Um, they should
1: have moved Jones, yes.
0: They should have. I mean, having... Having, uh, they had to Sandstrom. kill Carter
1: Hart and then Rand Jones anyway because they didn't want to give Sonstrom time for whatever reason. That still annoys the shit out of me.
0: God. Yeah. Like they they made it like abundantly clear, especially with uh I mean, I'm assuming I don't think we've gotten like the official reason why they sat uh Keith Yandel. but like it they seems like They wanted to get like a look at were... Nick Sealer.
1: Who then got hurt in his first game, they gave him an opportunity. Yeah. And they ended up going right back to Yendel two games later. But, uh.
0: They wanted to look at Sealer and Atard, so. That, that. that Baffled
1: that they. I don't give a shit about that streak one way or the other. I don't particularly care for Keith Yendel at all. But, like. What was Especially the point? Like, Especially if he's yeah. going to retire. Why didn't you just let him finish the season?
0: Yeah, I mean, like.
1: You drew so much negative press. Whether it, I mean, people begged for this guy to be sat all season long, and they actually did. They were pissed off. But, like, yeah. he had, what, 11 games left or whatever it was at that point? Like, you, I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand.
0: It was just a, the whole getting Keith Yandel thing was really stupid. You go into it, you know you have to play him. Yeah. Like, you, the only way he can't play is if he can't Like He physically can't play. They faked
1: COVID tests for him, for Christ's sake.
0: Allegedly.
1: Yeah, well, it, Before I get a like, fucking like season desist letter.
0: Everyone was like sick and somehow the one. Everybody else in the team was, got sick, yeah. We had an AHL team and but Keith Ando, he was fine.
1: They played through all when Girou and ProRev and sanai when they're all missing at the same time. They had to force to play through it. They missed one game. Hmm. Who do you think got sick in that one game that they had to postpone?
0: Ooh, I hmm. wonder who. I was I was upset at uh I was kind of um, I was surprised that uh, Ivan Proveroff lost his streak as well. That was uh that was definitely I think that was I don't want to say more impressive. I actually I I do think it was more impressive because in all honestly Ivan Proveroff deserved all the games that he played. Yes. Keith Yandel did not deserve to play these past two years, if I'm being honest. At least
1: the last two, yeah. At
0: least at least these last two. He was over a hundred games. His streak should have ended over a hundred games ago. Isn't
1: Florida paying him like five million dollars next season or something crazy like that? Oh uh, they're paying
0: so. it they're paying him something they're paying him way too much to Let's not see. even be on the team.
1: Florida Panthers. They're still cutting their grass.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> they were paying him 2.3 million this year, 5.3 next year, and then 1.2 in the following two years up to
0: 2025. So, this is kind of a That is insane. It's a pretty big win now uh thing for the Florida They're paying this year. Scott
1: Darling 1.1 million dollars next year.
0: Wait, Scott Darling was a Panther?
1: I guess so. <laughs> At least for the purposes of a buyout anyway. God, I spelled Scott wrong, but whatever. Jeez! He'sn't one ugly fucking
0: dude. <laughs> Not dance type. No, I like all
1: my teeth in my head. <laughs> so Bobby uh, Clark is a no. <laughs> uh Charlotte Checker's Rockford Ice Hogs in twenty-one twenty-two. Uh Who was Rockford Associate? Isn't that like Chicago's team?
0: I'm pretty sure. I think I think Charlotte was Carolina. Charlotte was Carolina,
1: yeah. At the time, anyway.
0: Yeah, because now they're now they are Florida, right? They're Florida and Seattle now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I don't know how he ended up. I'm sure I could just you know Google
0: it, but I'm I'm sure sure he he probably was just a. uh, Traded there for a cap or for a buyout.
1: Yeah. So it... he signed a four year, $16.6 million deal with Carolina in 2017. What the fuck were they thinking on that one? 4.1 a season. And then he was bought out June 30th, 2019 by the Florida Panthers for four years at 1.3 per.
0: That's a lot for Scott Darling. Like, the hell? The hell were you paying the guy $4.1 million for in the first place? I don't know. That That's an absurd amount of money for Scott oh. Darling. I only remember him as being, like, the third-string goalie in Chicago for a bit. Behind, uh... Or was he the backup to Corey Crawford?
1: He was definitely backing up Crawford at one point. There may have been a third guy there. I don't know. Who, I don't know my Chicago Blackhawks backup goalie history off the top of my head, but.
0: I don't either. But It uh, was after
1: Emery, so. I don't know yeah. who backed up
0: after Emery. <laughs> all I know is that. All I know is Corey Crawford, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Blackhawks. Um, but yeah, I. Do we have anyone on the books for next... Like, any dead cap on the books next season?
1: I don't think anything that counts. Not yet, anyway.
0: Yeah, because I I don't think... Bizaru and Broussard were
1: half-retained this year, and Broussgolov is still being paid for another half-decade at this point. But nobody is officially on the dead cap counter right now. That is, until they buy out fucking JVR at some stupid percentage in in a few weeks.
0: Oh my god, I... I really do hope that I would, I would give up 12 1st rounders to get rid of JVR's contract in full. <laughs>
1: and uh, so it was Crawford and Anti Ronta.
0: Oh yeah, Ronta was with the Blackhawks for a while. Forgot
1: that was after. Uh, what just happened? So it would be Crawford and Emery, and then it was Crawford and Ranta, and then it was Crawford and Darling. Okay. With Michael Leighton in there for a game or two. What?
0: <laughs> oh, man. The man who helped them win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> Their first. And then, God, Darling was still there. He was there forever. Yeah, I remember he was there for a long for like several
1: years. Then it was Crawford, they got rid of Darling, and then it was Anton Forsberg, Jeff Glass, JF Baruby, Colin Dalia, and Scott Foster played games that year. <laughs> oh
0: man. Jeff Oh man, I remember Jeff Glass.
1: <laughs> fucking J.F. Beruby. The worst goddamn fucking goaltender I've <laughs> ever fucking seen in my whole goddamn fucking life.
0: That was the I still have no clue what they were doing signing JF Baruby. Did they sign him for eighteen nineteen?
1: It was nineteen twenty. It was the year Sondstrom and Ustaminka both came over. Alex Lyon was already here, yes. and then they fucking signed another goalie. And both Sondstrom and uh, Ustaminka started in the ECHL.
0: Yeah, like-
1: why?
0: <laughs> oh my god, we got these two great young goalie prospects. They're going to be so good, but we're going to make them in the in like double A. God, Double and A version of hot They got
1: rid of Ruby at the trade deadline, and Ustamenko made the jump to the AHL, where he looked like shit for like six games, and the world came to an end with this COVID bullshit. And that was the end of that. Yeah. And then Ustamenko destroyed his hip during the uh, 2020, and Sonster made the jump, and he hasn't looked back since, and has been the odd man out now that Urson uh, yeah. and uh, Fedotov are here.
0: Those, go- those, like, three goalies have just been, like, kind of all over the place. Like, like, like you said, like Ustamenko was like seen as like the top guy then, and then, and then it became Sandstrom, and and then it was Ursin, and now it's Sandstrom again, and, and yeah, now Fedotov just comes in and takes it
1: away from everybody.
0: Fedotov's coming in now. Next thing you know, fucking whatever. Uh, I like, was never
1: a big fan of Ustamenko. There's something about his playing style that just drove
0: me fucking nuts. God, I don't know, I haven't I watched too much of him, but like, whenever I did watch him play, it, it just didn't seem right.
1: No, there's something off about him, and I've never been able to... Pay. i got to talk to somebody that can explain more of that stuff in detail, but, like, fuck, there's something about his game that just absolutely drove me nuts. not, well, not like very a- good. He was regularly overlooked by fucking Pat Nagel and a bunch of PTO goalies this year, so I don't think he's got a bright future in the AHL, so my guess is he doesn't come back, um, unless they just sign him as a DCHL guy, if he's cool with that, And I guess whatever, but...
0: I think he's he probably, pretty thorough with the I feel like he would right go now. back to. Ru- no, he's not. Belarus. Belarus! So he would probably go to the KHL then, where he would probably get more money than playing in the ECHL. Although, and, uh. Although, assuming that he's able to get back into, the, uh, into Russia, Dude, I, don't I don't know what's going to happen know, with man. that. Whatever's going on over there, I. I don't know how that's going to affect hockey. I don't know how that's going to affect the draft. I mean, it's already affected uh, the CHL, didn't they? They're they're not allowing Belarusian and so, Russian yeah. players into the import draft, which it's kind of stupid. But also, I'm not sure how many Belarusian and Russian players actually would be able to go overseas. I don't know. Because apparently they're trying to... Apparently Putin's uh, going to de- officially declare war. And make... And that'll make like everyone in so, What the in fuck Russia, have we been doing the last few months? I have no clue. Invasion? Just for funsies, still, like, I guess? I guess yeah. <laughs> just for the The pre-war? <laughs> the foreplay <You're>, war? <laughs> exactly, like, It's just like a pre-game show. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, Jeez. But apparently none of the men who are like that that age like around like young tw- uh, 20s uh late teens are all going to be like in script uh, con- uh they're all going to be drafted into the uh russian army to to fight Hmm. so
1: maybe he will stay here in the easy then.
0: <laughs> maybe he will hmm. play hockey in a in like the third string league or Reading was very good possibly this year. die Redding I, yeah I I, I I didn't keep up with them but I saw I kept up with like their record and all was... I
1: follow people that f- tell me enough about them so I stayed I'm not sure if they were limited from the playoffs or not but uh Reading Royals uh, 20 21 22 uh, that doesn't help either <laughs> promo schedule no
0: <laughs> 20... they have everything except Fuck. what you want to find
1: <laughs> god have you ever had to look up shit from the Adirondack Phantoms nobody covered that team Absolutely, <laughs> it's like they didn't even exist it's incredible
0: I mean can you name a single Adirondack Phantom I can probably
1: tell you most of them off the top of my head actually because I, <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm weird like that but yeah yeah. Nobody covered that team.
0: What was I even looking
1: for? Reading Royals playoffs. Why is this so fucking difficult? What okay? ECHL playoff bracket. I spelled bracket wrong. Damn it.
0: It is so hot they in here. Still, uh no, they are not in the uh playoffs anymore. They were they were uh eliminated by Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Yeah. How the growlers.
1: The Royals beat the main Mariners in the first round.
0: They were up three to one against the growlers and then lost.
1: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Talking about being up uh, three, one and losing or no, they weren't up three, one that was Pittsburgh, but Toronto is, has been a, Big story since they got eliminated. Um, people talking about a lot of talk about going after Nylander. Possibly, I wouldn't be opposed to getting Nylander. Bring me Marner. Marner is another one. I. It feels like the two guys that they're not going to trade away. They're not going to trade away Austin Matthews. And they he's can't going trade. to Arizona,
1: don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> He wants to go play in front of 5,000 people in a college stadium.
0: Where they can't even put their logo on the ice. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, did you... They also have to... They have to do good behavior. They're under good behavior, so...
1: Yeah, Arizona State is worried they'll embarrass them. Think the fuck about that.
0: To be fair, I would be embarrassed. I I would be concerned about the Arizona Coyotes embarrassing me. I I mean...
1: You agreed to be with the fucking Arizona Coyotes. There's only so much embarrassment you can have beyond their regular on-ice product.
0: That is true.
1: And a fucking party school like Arizona?
0: you kidding me? That's my biggest... That's the one thing I haven't seen many people talk about. Like, I wonder how, like, maybe, like, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night games aren't going to... And Sunday night games might not be too bad, but, like, a Saturday night game... Like, how many people are going to want to go onto a college campus on a Saturday night that, like, aren't – like, that aren't, like, in their 20s? Like, what – is it – are two parents and, like, their kids going to want to go and, like, risk, like, seeing a group of, like, hundreds of – possibly hundreds of drunk college students?
1: I mean like, – apparently if you're a coyotes fan and you're buying tickets to a 5,000 seat arena, you're a die hard as they come.
0: Yeah. I wonder if the students get special uh, tickets. <laughs> yeah. Where's the student section?
1: God, they're charging an insane amount for those tickets too. I saw, which is hilarious.
0: Didn't it go up from what it was?
1: It was, like, it was pretty high. I don't like, remember the exact numbers last time. I'm sure I can look it up. But last time, it was pretty high. Because there's only 5,000 seats, you see. Yeah. So they I, have to charge three times for one seat because they're not 15,000 people in the building. You're yeah. 5,000. So each seat has to make a shit ton of money.
0: But, I mean... Can you imagine really, like really 10 grand 5, to watch 000? the
1: Arizona Coyotes every night? <laughs> what?
0: Tonight's the night, baby. Good <laughs> Lord. Oh, my God. I... I I'm really surprised that they still have made it this far considering Vegas has done what uh, Gary Bettman wanted them to do in like a fifth of the time, a fifth or sixth of the time that Arizona well, Bettman's the there. one that doesn't want him to leave. Exactly. I don't he know wants, why he wants desert hockey to win. And I mean, it's doing it in Vegas. It's, just, it's
1: been 25 not... fucking years and it's been slowly trending in the wrong direction.
0: I mean, sure, they looked good, and I mean, they made it to the Western Conference in 2012, and you know, it looked like things are ten awesome. years <laughs> ago. But yeah, ten years ago. Now it's it's 2022, and they're still bottom of the barrel. They have they they have another top three pick, which I I remember watching the draft line like last time they picked third overall. They got a they got a winner in Dylan Strome, like what (laughs)
1: he's a guy I wouldn't mind if the Flyers pursued this summer
0: I wouldn't mind him either like I think he'd be a fine player I think that if you're uh, looking for like a third line center I wouldn't mind it I would I wouldn't mind Kevin Fiala as well
1: I think he's gonna get a little more attention than Dylan Strom is this year
0: oh he definitely I mean Kevin Fiala had like had 85 points like, but he's not as good as Travis Konechny had 52. You're right. Uh, you, you're totally right. Why would we get rid of Travis Konechny for Kevin Fiala? He only... I saw someone say that Travis Konechny could be a 30 to 40 you goal scorer. Did you saw that tweet? He's almost <laughs> as good as, we, basically as good as Alex DeBrincat. He's yeah. a 30 or 40 goal scorer.
1: I'm like, well, I mean, why stop there, really? He could be 60 or 70 goals, maybe 200 points. Well, I mean, fuck, if we're living in fantasy land, let's have some fun here.
0: What I the think he fuck? he 1,000 points a season.
1: Alex. <laughs> I believe he had 40 goals this year, because I've written about this a couple times. Let me just get the exact number.
0: I, I think he did have... 41 or He had so. 41 goals and 78 points. Just like Travis Connectney.
1: Just like Travis Connectney. <laughs> I
0: don't remember who it was. Travis Connectney had uh, 16
1: it. goals and 52 points. I was shocked he had that many
0: goals. <laughs> someone quoted that with like the goal tolls every year of Travis Connectney's career. And like, like, how do you Travis Konechny, a 20... 11, 24
1: 24, 24, 24, 24, 11, 16. Alex DeBrincat 28, 41, 18, 32, 41. That is 160 to 110 in 60-some
0: less games. Yeah, but he's just like him. But he's just like him, yeah. He's better. He's even better. He's older. He's better. Even though we want to get younger. Alex you know, Brinkett
1: has 307 points and 368 games connecting us 271 and 428.
0: That kind of, that tweet just reminded me of, of a story my coach told us about this one kid he coached uh, years ago, who was like, I know I can be this fast. And he's like, well, what's your best time? It's like, well, he's like, I know I can be like a 102, 100 butterfly. And he's like, well, what's your best time? It's like one Oh five. It's like, You've never even gone that speed, but you think you could be... It's like, that's exactly what he's talking about. It, it ha- like, think people, think, people, people think people think I make it.
1: this shit up. When when I come on here on this show and people tell me that they think that he's as good as this player, that player, this player, I think I'm making it up. Oh, nobody ever said that. I'm like, it happens all Literally. the time
0: in my fucking
1: mentions. <laughs>
0: like, there are so many people who would tell you, well, if you look at his goals... Goals above average for 5 on 5 His, play when it's yeah. a full moon on Sunday. His goal. In the month of July. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the best in the exactly. Some
1: completely fucking random fucking cherry picked stat. Then he leads <laughs> oh the league, in. it's like, oh, well, in that case, holy shit, 16 goals, but goddammit, 0.7 at even strength in a full moon? Shit. Why don't we fucking do anything else?
0: When, tra- when Joel Fanby turns into a werewolf during the Flyers pregame ceremony, Travis Konechny always goes off. Oh, my God. And those are the worst stats ever. Like, some of the worst, like, when they have to go, like, he's the first rookie in the month of December to have a May birthday who who got, two who got like, two or more goals in, like, three games. It's like, okay. And? Like, oh, my God. Some of these stats are just Crazy. And people use people justify them with a straight face. I don't know how. <sighs> <laughs> so dumb. Everything's dumb. Every, these these smart analytics people say like the stupidest things. The fucking <laughs> dumbest of them all. Like, oh what wasn't it like? Jay Fresh? who said I'm not saying Valerie Newtruskin's better than Leon Drysdale. I'm just saying I think he's. He's
1: it was a evolving wild heart.
0: yes and they're like we just think he's he's more deserving of the heart trophy for most for most valuable player like, you think Valerie Natrushkin on a team with Nathan McKinnon is more worthy of the most valuable player what yeah <laughs> oh my god it <laughs> I I, I swear to god like i i want to put my hand through my phone screen sometimes and strangle these people
1: yeah we need to invent that kind of technology
0: <laughs> the day we can do that is the day we see peace yes after a lot of violence <laughs> but justified violence <sighs> also like can, can we talk about some of the officiating in the in the playoffs because it's been like also, the fans' reactions to it, like that uh, – what was it? Justin Hall on, like, Anthony Sorelli in game seven. That was a the, textbook the interference call. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, my God, that's so, that's so BS. Like, like sure, yeah, yeah maybe the contact – maybe he didn't blow him up, but, like, he skated into his lane. You,
1: you skate into somebody <laughs> who doesn't have the puck. That is literally what interference is.
0: If you look up the definition of interference, that play is playing – all the time it's just a replay of that maybe
1: he they don't call that every shift but i mean it's fucking it is it's interference
0: it's a penalty it is you know i mean there's all this talk about like how should penalties be called in the postseason should should they be called exactly the same as a regular season uh, like what's and i'm thinking you got to at least call the as long as you're basics. consistent by
1: game i don't care what you do
0: if you're going to let yeah. them play then let them both play if you're
1: going to be yeah. strict to the rules let them be strict to the rules but that game has to incorporate that you can't let them play and then call a rink penalty in the third period yeah. on some team that's bullshit but if you're yeah, going to call it is. you know if you're going to be open about it then just be open about it, it doesn't matter i don't give yeah. a shit as long as you're holding that same stand, uh, standard for both teams
0: do they they i don't think they do they don't have the same refs for every game in a series do they No. i don't think I didn't think so. I think the best way to have more consistency is to have the same refs for each series. Because I mean, no matter if it's good or bad officiating, you're getting cons. You're more likely to be consistent if you have the same two referees and same two lines. They can screw Toronto
1: over with stupid penalties every game. <laughs> exactly. Fine by me.
0: To be fair, is that really a bad thing? No
1: not for us maybe for the fucking city of toronto and their sanity but uh, oh
0: my god i don't give a
1: goddamn about them so
0: yeah who, who cares about them we have our own pain over here in philadelphia yeah we're, we're built different
1: i have to sit here and watch fucking gvr play hawk you tell me about real pain
0: <laughs> oh no william nylander's not doing the best for you oh, No, he's only putting
1: up 78 points oh shit
0: He's only just one point below a point per game this year. Oh, no. He gave
1: up on one play one time. Oh, no. I haven't seen the Flyers fucking complete a play since the fucking 80s.
0: (laughs) But did you see uh, JVR do that between the legs goal?
1: Yeah, the one he's tried every single power play opportunity for fucking four years now. (laughs) Yeah, that one. The one that succeeded twice in his whole tenure in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: The thing is, that's not even God, that Konechny impressive thing. God, Konecki does anymore. that too. That
1: one fucking, you know, get the deflection and you try and just whoop, it right there in the corner. Every fucking time he does that. He hits oh it once God. every 45 attempts.
0: Hey, but he hits it once. But he hits so it, it once. But don't worry, his
1: goals come at even strength. Fucking when the full moon is out.
0: In the month of July.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> All the hockey in July is... You know, he's... He's actually pretty high up there in terms of July goal scoring.
1: Yeah, one of the best, you might say.
0: <laughs> I I would I would say tied for the top. Well, granted, they had don't uh, oh, know that was August or like was it like the the first goal in the in the bubble playoffs? Where, like that's the first ever NHL goal in the month of August.
1: I think or so. May like, have been it made July and August. Quite frankly,
0: I think that might have been July and August. Where they had uh, the first NHL goals in each of those months.
1: Because the late second round was on my birthday. It was one of the last Islanders games on my birthday. It was the twenty sixth of August. Yeah. So it was probably sometime in July the round robin started. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I'm pretty sure the uh, round robin started like July 29th ninth or something like that. Around that time, and that's the last time we ever saw good Flyers hockey.
1: Yep, they haven't been the same since.
0: Okay, they like, they whatever the like, fuck happened they in that bubble. Had like three games was... at the beginning of the season, and then it all went to hell.
1: Whatever happened in that bubble just killed everything.
0: I, it, uh, Matt Niskin, and retiring. That's the only. That's the only logical explanation.
1: That didn't help. Yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely did. Not to say that. Yeah, I Av mean,
1: told them to put their big boy pants on, and they gave up on him. Oh no. <laughs> I can't wait I, till they fucking turn on Barry Trotz three weeks into the season.
0: Honestly, I I do wonder. Also, can I just say the most absurd take of all time? We don't want Barry Trotz. He's going to make the Flyers too. He's going to win too many games. Yeah. <laughs> like I am. I have been all about trying to be awful next year to try and get Bedard, and I want Barry Trotz. Like, you can get but you can get Trotz and still suck next year. Exactly, like, what what do you think? Barry Trotz isn't playing on the ice. He can only do so much. It's a he can coach as good as he can, but if the players aren't gonna do what they're supposed to, it's all for nothing.
1: It just I don't I don't know. This uh, I I would get rid of everybody. Get rid of everybody in this team over 25 years old and just fucking start again. Something's wrong. Like, this is the core yeah. of this team. Like, they have started to move on from guys, Zeru, Voracek, Ghost. But, like, pro and Konechny have been here for six years. Sandheim and Lindblom for five. Kateri's been here for, what, 11? Like, this current core has been here for fucking ever, and they've conducted the worst play in franchise history. I've got no sympathy for fucking any of these players anymore.
0: No. I Literally, the only player I feel bad for is, honestly, Carter Hart at this one, because like at points that most games this season, he was the only reason they had an ability to win he a, gave game. Him a
1: chance to win. Yeah.
0: He gave them a chance to win more nights than he didn't. And the flyers did not take that chance. That's, that's honestly what happened. And I mean, and the thing is also, I don't, uh, I don't know if, uh, what they All these people, like, they talk about Ivan Fedotov like he's, like, some underground, like, like really young guy. Like, he's, like, almost – he's, like, a year and a half older than –
1: He's two he's months like, younger than I am, yeah, I believe. He's 25. He's,
0: yeah, he's, like, almost two years older than Carter Hart.
1: He's older than every other goaltender in the system right now, yes.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like
1: – Hart's going to be 23 in August. Sondstrom – uh, uh, I think he's going to be, be what, 26 in
0: August? I think – I think uh...
1: – Carter – the short heart will be okay, I gotta be twenty four yeah Fedotov, and it, I believe uh urson's twenty two
0: isn't Fedotov 26 in September or something like that or November
1: he'll be 26 November november twenty eight I'm a couple so yeah, months older than he is
0: see so yeah, he's almost he's almost two years older than Carter Hart
1: he's older than Hart. he's older than Ursin, he's older than Fedor, or uh, Sandstrom, and he's older than Usmanko. Yes.
0: So I mean, like, and I was thinking about this, like, you, like, they, they talk about Carter Hart in this, like, but like Carter Hart, you really look at it, like, I mean, I guess maybe, uh, you could argue that maybe he wasn't the starter in the eighteen nineteen season. I would argue that he was kind of, he was pretty much a starter from when he was called up to the end of the season. Well. Until, uh, More or less, yeah. But like regard, if even if you don't count that season as um as him being the starter, he was a starter in nineteen twenty, twenty twenty one, and this past season. That's three seasons of being a starter before most goalies are even in the league. Yes. Because uh, I mean, 24 is about the time when you start seeing these goalies like start to make the a, uh the NHL as like backups or, or even maybe getting some shots at starting and like, in the NHL, like really who's who's younger than Hart that's really getting time in the NHL? Like Spencer Knight, Caden Primo, and Jake Ottinger, and Jake Ottinger is really the only one you can say is a starter. 'Cause I believe Jake Odinger uh, played in forty eight games this past year. So the majority of the games. Uh but like which Jake Ottinger has been Spencer Knight amazing.
1: Nico Dawes in New Jersey. He had twenty five games this year. Okay. Twenty one. Uh Caden Primo had twelve games. Jake Ottinger, Jeremy Swayman's only 23. He's younger than Hart. Yeah. And yes. uh, Stuart Skinner in Edmonton, who is 23 at 13 games this year.
0: I'm pretty sure, did did Jake was Jake Ottinger the only one of those to play more games than Hart this year?
1: E- yes. Spencer Knight at 32, Odinger at 48, and Hart at 45.
0: Okay. Um. So, I mean, yeah, you look at like Carter Hart is still one of the is still one of the youngest goalies in the NHL. And he's certainly one of the youngest uh, starting goalies. Like and it took until this year for there to be a, a younger starter than him in uh, a, a legitimate starter in Jake Odinger. Jake Odinger will 100 percent be the starter for Dallas Stars next season uh, as long after his. After his amazing first round play against the Flames.
1: Since when is Capo a San Jose Shark?
0: The deadline. What? After they after they traded for um uh Flurry. Huh? Yeah. Didn't know that. I still can't believe that uh that Seattle didn't take him. Oh it's totally <laughs> believable. They fucked everything up. Remember? Remember how they're all like their bio for like the longest time was like plotting ways to take your favorite player. Oh no, you took you took Carson Torinsky. How will I ever recover? <sighs> and then they hired and they hired Dave Hackstall. <laughs> they just really set themselves up for failure. <laughs> all right, everyone.
1: I didn't realize how fucking long this show went. We'll call it a day here. Um, I don't know. Frequent flyer got I don't know five of those recorded. Shane's back Monday. Um, I'm sure Anthony will be back sometime next week. And uh, yeah, I'm great at these plugs. At Dan the Flyer fan, <laughs> at brotherly pocket, brotherly underscore.
0: Nah, you can find me at Flyers24, but the F is a PH.
1: Took my headphones off, didn't want to hear it. All (laughs) right, everyone, (laughs) till next time, goodbye and good night.